Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. There is another very important phase of warfare. It has as its target, not the body, but the mind of the enemy. The target of psychological warfare is against the enemy's mind. It is words and ideas. Ammunition used by cyborg. Its mission is to influence the thoughts of the enemy soldiers. And at the same time, is expected and encouraged to study foreign languages and the social sciences such as history, economics, and sociology. He must have a broad and sympathetic understanding of all phases of human experience. Gripping at my skin, the walls of night closing. But the use of this force as an integral part of combat has now taken on new forms. and the crew we are the cure globalist propaganda fake news and brainwashing and there is just so much of it to go around today i'm still shuffling through my news i mean look at this huge news desk i have today and i'm having to really compact it because 
I've got two guests coming in studio in the next segment, and that's John Leake and Dr. Peter McCullough. Here is the book, The Courage to Face COVID-19. They're actually joining me at 3.15, so just over 10 minutes away. So I'll come in the next segment with kind of an intro to what to expect. But you get back to... You get back to the surface, you get back to the grassroots, you get back to the foundation. And what is it really all about? It's an information war. There's a war on for your mind. There's a war on for your body. There's a war on for your soul. There's a war on for your spirit. And that's all encompassing here at InfoWars. We want to equip you and inform you to win that war. And so part of that process has become such, we have to come on here and correct the fake news and tell you what's really going on that sometimes we tend to forget that the, the whole operation, the whole modus operandi is that there's a war on for your mind, your soul, your spirit, your body. You need to be aware of it and you need to make decisions now with that knowledge. And so that's what it's really all about. And I'm seeing the awakening every day. Here's a perfect example. You know, Twitter recommends stuff. So they recommend this thing. It has nothing to do with politics. It's just this old count, old photos in real life. And it shows two pictures of the same place, I think, uh, somewhere in the Arctic. I forget where. But it shows, oh, here's a wall of ice. And then, oh, here it is in the modern day. There's no ice. A non-political tweet. And all the responses are like, this is BS. You're lying. One's probably summer, one's winter. Global warming is BS. There's no such thing. So, I mean, the Great Awakening is on, and that's why the globalists are pressing the gas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, there is nothing else. This is the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com, streaming live at Band.video. And I've been noticing people that are sharing the links on social media are figuring out which links are banned, which links aren't banned. FreeWorldNews.tv is still not banned. They've just recently banned BattlePlan.news, but you can still share FreeWorldNews.tv. I'll, I'll be trying to send links to the crew before the show. And if it's InfoWars links or Band Out Video links, they always get shut down. So you got to use those other URLs. But that's just the element of the InfoWar that we're dealing with of censorship. That's right. Big government, liberal, progressive, Democrat, globalist, New World Order, government censorship. And isn't it just lovely? Mm, yes. Ah, yes, I love being uh, such a target of this world government, this this corrupt, anti-human, satanic world government. 
it is nice to be the target for uh, censorship and imprisonment and, and death. Uh, what an honor. I mean, truly, what an honor to have the scum of the earth coming after you. And now Elon Musk is learning that as well. And so here's what we have coming up on today's transmission. We do have the latest. Here, here's why the Elon Musk stuff is coverage-worthy to me. I'm not somebody that obsesses over Elon Musk. In fact, I, I even remember I had a, it was one of my best friends growing up, and we kind of lost touch after high school and then ended up living together after college and just catching up. And he was just obsessed with Elon Musk. He was like, this guy's the next big thing. His electronic cars, his batteries, all this stuff. He's a big tech guy, worked for Apple, still works in tech. And he was telling me, Elon Musk this, Elon Musk this. And I, I was never really big into tech. I, you know, if, uh, if I heard stories about Elon Musk, I, okay, I, I knew who he was. But So it's not a cult of personality or putting Elon Musk on some sort of pedestal, even though, I mean, there's no doubt he's a very influential and you know, powerful individual in his own right. No, what's important about the Elon Musk phenomenon is that he's basically, I mean, he's obviously, he's measured in some some way with this. He's measured in some way. I I don't know how measured it all is, but clearly there's some measurement here. But he's he's red-pilling the masses every day. And it's, it's a very subtle, nuanced, slow burn of Elon Musk red-pilling the masses. So when he starts coming out and talking about how evil the Democrat Party is and how evil the left is, and he's now even mentioning the the crimes of the Clinton campaign, I mean, you can't... It's You know, like, here's... I just happened to have last night on... um, I was streaming... I was streaming a hockey game, and when the game concluded, it kicked into a episode of Let's Make a Deal with Howie Mandel. And guys, pull, pull this up because it's, it's kind of funny. You can show the clip here. And it just, it just so happens the episode that pops up after the, the game finishes last night is an episode where Donald Trump is the guest banker. Now, I I literally never watched Let's Make a Deal. I've actually met Howie Mandel. He was a nice guy. And we all know Meghan Markle was the briefcase model for that show. But I see Trump is the guest banker, and so I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Let me just, I'm just going to hold this up real quick. I think it was, I was curious what year it was, guys. So whatever season three of Let's Make a Deal, episode one, probably like 2006 or something. So Donald Trump's the guest banker. And I'm going to relate relate this to Elon Musk in a second. And so it's the big mystery. Oh, who's the guest banker? And then they turn the light on and they reveal it's it's Donald Trump. And the whole studio audience erupts into applause. There it is right there. Look at this. The whole studio audience erupts in applause when it's Donald Trump. Literally, standing ovation. And the contestant there is praising him, saying how great he is and what an honor it is. He's one of the greatest New Yorkers of all time. He's posing for pictures with the families and the friends and all of it. It's this big, you know, oh, it's Donald Trump. He's so great and everybody loves him and he's having a good time and everybody's having a good good time. 
Guys, do me a favor and find out. Um, oh, oh, yeah. And her big deal was she wanted to move back to New York but couldn't afford it. She ends up losing. And then Donald Trump basically ends up bailing her out, says, we want you back in New York. You know, it's, it's, it's the whole thing. It's Donald Trump. He's good at TV. I'm guessing it was probably around 2006. Guys, you pull up when that episode aired. But so, so here's my point. So Donald Trump obviously experienced a lot worse attacks on him from the corrupt deep state, globalists, leftists, all this stuff than, than Elon Musk has had to endure thus far. But you see, Donald Trump was already so well-known, so popular, there's no way that aired in 2020. I can't believe that aired on 20, in 2020, guys. There's no way. But that's just what the, maybe that's when the YouTube thing put up. Let, let's get that. If that was in 2020, that's even more powerful. That Still, despite all the attacks, Donald Trump is that popular on a television show. But I don't believe that was 2020. But see, so now Trump was popular. Trump already had, he was already well known. People already loved him. So when all the attacks came out, most people didn't buy it. Most people saw what it was. And it was just the most brainwashed, the most ignorant, the dumbest down, uh, the most dumbed down in our society that bought it. So, so you kind of got the same thing happening with Elon Musk. He's been popular for years. He's been well-known, world traveler, effective, influential, all this stuff for years. And then magically, overnight, it's like, oh, Elon Musk, bad now. And so it's the exact same thing they ran against Donald Trump, just it's not as vicious quite yet but now they're coming after him oh sexual misconduct and oh the women and everything so i mean that we'll see how far they take it with him okay yeah so they're the crew of mine you're saying it was 06 or 07 i assumed it had to be before the election but so it's the same thing trump always popular everybody loved him and then oh he runs as a republican against the democrats now all of a sudden he's racist he's misogynist he's raped women he's all this stuff he's a bad businessman just Overnight. It's amazing how when you come out against the Democrats, how your entire life history just changes. Just magically. It's just all it's different now. And so they're trying to do the same thing with Elon Musk, but I think it'll be even harder to take him down than Trump because how would you say it? I mean, he's uh I I don't know. He's a little I don't want to say he's kinder because there's plenty of kindness in Trump too, but uh, he's a little more innocent, I guess, all things considered. So it's not going to work, and they're going to embarrass themselves. And it's pathetic. Our country should be embracing Elon Musk and celebrating Elon Musk like Brazil is doing. And I'll have that news coming up later as well. But he's red-pilling the masses, and the more they attack him, the more red pills are going to come out, come out of uh, the wounds of, of the attacks against him. If, if they are even wounds, they'll heal quickly. And so we'll, we'll cover that. I, I've got huge economic news. I mean, everybody now knows that Biden's America, the Democrats' America, the Biden economy, the Democrat economy is an absolute unmitigated disaster. I mean, you won't believe the, the, the cover of the print magazine, the economist that's coming out tomorrow i've got it here i mean folks it's it's an odd thing that all the people that promoted biden and voted for biden are now realizing what a what an absolute horror this is but yeah i mean elections have consequences not to mention the crime rates the wide open borders other political news 
I've got a huge stack of COVID news, vaccine news. I guess it's the monkey pox now. And then uh, all kinds of liberalism as a mental disorder news. But coming up next, it's Dr. Peter McCullough and John Leake in studio with the new book, The COVID, to face the courage to face Ladies COVID-19. and gentlemen, we have contracted with one of the top companies in the United States that supplies the Pentagon, the military, the CIA, the FBI, you name it with super high-quality Faraday cages for cell phones, laptops, iPads, even huge bags for multiple desktops. This is so critical, ladies and gentlemen. Going into the future with contact tracers and the New World Order, everything is about tracking you and your family. And we have this high-quality Made in America product line exclusively available, private label by us, known as Redux at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com and check out Redux. It's our first big run. We've made a major investment to have this produced and ready, and it's now exclusively available to you at a very low price at InfoWarsStore.com. Protect your privacy from government, the UN, globalist contact tracers, hackers, criminals, you name it, with Redux, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy, we will follow the facts wherever they lead. Domestic terrorists. The days of independent media are numbered. The government has made it illegal to oppose them. They are now debanking us behind the scenes. They want to bankrupt us and make us go away quietly. With practically half the population wanting to lock the unvaccinated up in camps, the traitors know they can shut us down by force. But that would accelerate the awakening exponentially. So be it. Make them silence us by force. This is the final battle of the information war. Give now. Buy products. Donate. Before everything changes, we need you to carry us through to the end. Victory or death. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. John Leake and Dr. Peter McCullough in studio were discussing their latest book that just came out, The Courage to Face COVID-19, and you were explaining how this is topping the charts, and I wouldn't have thought in the true crime novels section. Why? Why would your book, The Courage to Face COVID-19, why would this be topping the charts in the true crime novels? So tr- true crime, is it is a genre. Uh, we got to be careful you know, to, to, to make it clear, it's, it's true, it's nonfiction, and it's a true crime because this massive propaganda campaign and, and even deliberate obstruction of, of providing medicines that could help sick, sick people um, to prevent them from going to hospital and dying. So we have elements of fraud, um, a fraudulent misrepresentation of something that could help people. And then a deliberate withholding or obstruction of, of useful medications that could help keep people out of hospital. I, I believe that 
this rises to you know the level of something like mass negligent homicide. To say that it's murder would involve, you know, there was a deliberate intent to kill. This is more like, well, you know, it might kill them. We're not sure that it will kill them. So, so you would classify it as more of a issue of incompetence. No, uh, it's not, and it's not through incompetence. I, I would call. I mean, we're, we're trying to describe this <clears throat> in accordance with what's on the law book. So I think it would rise to the to it meets the standards of negligent homicide. Um, you're you're making decisions that place people at a high risk or a high probability of suffering grave injury or even death. And that's John Leake. He helped get this book to print. And, of course, Dr. Peter McCullough with us as well. I mean, uh, Dr. McCullough, I guess the difficulty here is, has there ever been a situation? I mean, what would the precedent even be or what would what would the case to look at even be where you're saying, okay, here's a here's a disease or here's a virus, here's treatment we know works, and now here's the government from – Here's the government blocking people from getting that treatment. Is this something that you've even ever seen in, in medical history? You know, there, there are potentially examples through the course of history, and John studied this, but I can tell you in my practicing lifetime, I'm in my fourth decade now being continuously board certified in internal medicine and cardiology, there is and always has been a duty to treat. If a patient has a potentially fatal illness, there is a duty to treat. It's like throwing a life preserver out to someone who's gone overboard. Uh, we, we may not have a long enough rope. The life preserver may not save them, but we need to try. And each and every one of, uh, sadly, a million Americans, 10 million in the hospital, a million lost their life. The vast majority of them, they were abandoned on requesting early treatment. They were told by their doctors, by their hospitals and health systems, strongly supported by all the U.S. government agencies, not to treat. And how much of this is covered with the proof in your book? It's, we, we lay out the whole story and we give case examples of it. Um, we go through the whole history of how we have precedents, not on this scale, not on this level of organization, but, but there are precedents for this kind of conduct in the pharmaceutical and medical industries. So we walk through all of this and um, I think when the reader gets to the end of the story, I, I think um, there won't be any question that, that we're looking at a, a massive crime against our people and against all people. If possible, what aspect of this would you say is the most shocking? Would it be the psychological warfare, putting people into fear? Would it be the uh, negligence in the medical industry, not giving people treatment that works? Would it be the government recommendations for treatment that is killing people? I mean, is it possible to say, I mean, what is the most shocking aspect of this? I think it's the comprehensiveness of the psychological operation that was not only orchestrated at the level of the United States, but every country in the world, every uh, uh, country and federal agency, every community response unit. A taste of world government propaganda. It was was total. And the examples were uh, beyond the pale. For instance, in April, in Queensland, Australia, a doctor would go to jail if he tried to help a patient with hydroxychloroquine. Uh, Which, what happened to the right to try? I thought that was law. There was a doctor in Zimbabwe, uh, Jackie Stone, 
who faced prison time for helping a patient with ivermectin. These are extraordinary circumstances. And I think the comprehensiveness to me really kind of blows this whole thing away. The book is The Courage to Face COVID-19. John Leake and Dr. Peter McCullough, our guest. John, what kind of obstacles did, did you have to go through to get this book published and then to get it into the market? Were there obstacles there? No, I mean, there. I mean, I look, I, I, one has to be completely fair and, and transparent. We published the book through Amazon. So, I mean, there are, of course, misgivings about Amazon having so much power. But, I mean, I, I will say this. I mean, if we felt like it was a story we wanted to tell quickly, we wanted to distribute it worldwide. So, I mean, I mean, just for the sake of full transparency, Amazon will enable an author to do it, I mean, quickly and globally. And that's where you guys have already topped some of the bestseller lists is on Amazon. You know, we've presented in shows like this over and over again. Right? We've presented the data. I have. I've gone over the scientific principles. I've done their best I can to break through to the world's population. But people don't learn by scientific presentation. They don't learn by review of the data. They learn by reading a narrative, a story, having a beginning, a middle, and end. And that's where John has really as a best-selling author, has put this together with my experiences and the experiences of my patients so people can understand what's going on. Well, and it's, it's well known that comprehensively reading is the number one thing for your brain. It starts with reading, then it goes to listening, then it goes to visual. That's why the TV is like the lowest form of, of you know, getting information through. And then listening is like 10 times better than that. And then reading is like 100 times better than all of it. So this is an important book, folks. I would suggest putting it in your household library for sure to have it, but also buy buy it and put it in your local library. Buy it and put it in your school library. I mean, heck, the left likes to put child porn books in your school library. Are you telling me you can't put The Courage to Face COVID-19 in there? Uh, so that is what we need to do to distribute this book. Um, what about since it's been published? Any attacks against you? Anybody trying to have it pulled down? Well, not yet. I mean, we were just kind of out of the gate. Um, and we'll see, um, you know, once the profile rises to a certain level, um, we, we wouldn't be surprised if it awakens something like uh, the, the, the kind of mob-like conduct, the rudeness, the aggression, the anonymous attacks that Dr. McCullough has suffered for two years almost. So we expect this will happen, but the only way to deal with the mob is just to ignore it. Well, that's what we were talking about, too, how it's, it's unbelievable to think, Dr. Peter McCullough, just that it's been two years, maybe more, since we've been trying to get the truth out about COVID-19, and now this book is another powerful tool to do just that. We'll be right back on the InfoWars War Room with John Leake and Dr. Peter McCullough. Ladies and gentlemen, Ultra 12, the highest quality B12 you're going to find on the market, has been sold out for many months, but now it's back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, in the next 45 seconds, I don't have time to get into vitamin B12, but do your own research and realize when it is organic, high-quality vitamin B12, it energizes every other vitamin mineral in your body and all of your hormones and so much more. Ultra 12 is incredible. You take it under the tongue, so it's better absorption to your body, and it is a game changer. Infowarsstore.com has Ultra 12 back in stock. And despite the fact it's back in stock, despite the fact it's sold very quickly, it is 40% off for a limited time. So act now, fund the Infowar, and experience the purest, 
highest quality B12 now at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll free 888-253-3139. Thank you all for your support. Now take action and get your bottle of Ultra 12. Infowars.com forward slash show. Decoding enemy transmissions so you get the truth. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer at band.video. So we've got John Leake and Dr. Peter McCullough in studio with us. I'm learning more about John and the books he's written in the past, and, and he had the pedigree to write this latest book with Dr. Peter McCullough, The Courage to Face COVID-19. Get 10 of them, folks. Put them in your local libraries, your children's schools libraries. Put one in your household library. Now, I coined a phrase, which is just a, a spinoff of the military-industrial complex. I called it the medical-industrial complex, but... On the cover of your book, you call it the biopharmaceutical complex. I'd like to get both of you to kind of give a definition of that. We'll start with Dr. McCullough. What is the biopharmaceutical complex? You know, it is uh, larger, I think, than a, a medical industrial complex or an industrial military complex because it involves uh, in vitro diagnostic testing. It involves epidemiology, uh, world health organizations, community health organizations, hospitals, clinics, doctors pharmaceutical companies, uh, in vitro diagnostic companies, uh, you know, biopharmaceuticals. We're talking about messenger RNA and adenoviral DNA. It is big. So it's like the business of the human biology, and, and, and this is another way to put it. John, what would, what would you define as the biopharmaceutical complex? Well, I, you know, I come out of a historical perspective, and this, this goes all the way back to James Madison, the author of our Constitution. He was concerned about an organized military interest setting up shop in the New Republic out of the simple perception from history that if you get an organized military interest, they, they, there becomes this inevitable tendency to seek involvement in conflict and all of the, 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 the disagreements of mankind. Um, so Madison said, you know, standing army, standing navy – they're always going to look for reasons to build more ships, more bases, you know, more conscription, more taxes, more weapons. And this doesn't necessarily serve the citizenry. That was a, an observation that Madison made back in the late 1790s. Well, by the time we get to Eisenhower, who was himself a military guy, I mean, he was the supreme allied commander in World War II. Madison was like a, an intellectual. When he leaves office in 61, Eisenhower warns the American people, this military-industrial complex, it's getting so big with so much money and so much entrenched interest that these guys might just sort of part company from representing the citizenry. So that, that Eisenhower's observation is the basis of this, and we take that as an analog for what Dr. McCullough just described, this huge complex of biopharmaceutical industry in partnership with U.S. government and other national government funding. And this is what Mr. Gates has been so adept at recognizing, that all of the treasuries of the world, if you can convince the political class that there could be another big pandemic and we better be prepared for it, 
i.e. treasuries of the world, should invest in this technology. And that's what he says. He's like, we need billions and trillions to do research and development, which I'm sure he'll he'll get those grants. Correct. So what, what Dr. McCullough and I have found to be so remarkable about this story is all of it is out in the open. I mean, I mean, literally none of it is clandestine. The documents, the videos, the pandemic simulation exercises that were held at Johns Hopkins and, and, and um, Event Georgetown. Event 201 and everything. Yeah. It's all out there in the open. We just have to open no, our It leaves eyes. you speechless. You're like, these guys are telling me the crime they're committing. Hey, they're committing a crime. And it's just like, oh, we just ignore it. And it's telegraphed. It's foreshadowed. It's planned. It's They meet ahead of time. They plan it out. It's actually, it's absolutely telegraphed. It's going to happen. And then it's just a matter of a few months or a few years. It happens. Well, and see, that's the challenge that I think we face trying to trying to intellectually go up against that. It's like an intellectual boxing match or something where they're kind of throwing jabs and they're kind of juking us a little bit. It's like, oh, this virus, oh, that virus. And you're kind of like, eh, I'm not really sure when. And so they're kind of just jabbing you, feeling you out a little bit like, you know. And then, and then there, it's like, which one's going to be the haymaker? Is monkeypox the big haymaker? Because now we have to prepare ourselves. How are we going to parry this and throw a haymaker back? But we're not even sure. If, is it going to be monkeypox? Is it going to be something else? But let, let's do this before we address that question. I think a lot of people understand the military-industrial complex. The perfect example right now would be the war in Ukraine. I think we've sent $90 billion to Ukraine now or something. That's more than the first, I think, two years of the war in Iraq combined. Yeah, I mean, so, so 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 now 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 you're kind of kicking this idea up, you know, where you're just going like full vertical max thrust. I mean, it's not even a military. I mean, what's happening in Ukraine looks to me just outright transfer of funds abroad. But I'm it, saying, what is an example of the medical industrial complex, or as you put it, the biopharmaceutical compl- complex? What would be an example of that in in the real world right now? Well, for example, what we've seen with with this planning and through the Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum, as an example, a notable example, the founding of CEPI, the Center for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, they published their business plan in 2017 in which they explicitly state a pandemic is imminent. We are in the business of forming partnerships between private enterprise and government. We're going to go ahead and get the funding in place. Sounds fascist. Get Well, it, it is a sort of a corporatist. State. Where's Antifa on this? You should go to a local Antifa meeting. The business plan for the next pandemic is this enormous global partnership of pharmaceutical, um, uh, medical industry, and government treasuries of the world, and their pandemic response is entirely monolithic. It's when when the next one comes, we will launch into overdrive the development of new vaccines for it. And that's the only solution. There are no other solutions. There is no treatment or therapeutics or anything else that we can do. It's just, and it's presented explicitly in the language of the document as an opportunity. Yeah, to make billions of dollars. So, so Dr. McCullough, what happens when the U.S. government makes a mass purchase? We'll give two examples 
of the COVID vaccine or the monkeypox vaccine or smallpox vaccine, and they make huge purchases of this, but then there's no interest. Nobody wants it. It's just sitting on the shelves. What happens next? We have uh, not only a giant loss of money, most of these contracts are not recoverable. So the contracts are not uh, stipulated based on safety and efficacy, based on returns, uh, based on any types of metrics. They are basically outright pre-purchases. And uh, there was one country that tried to pull away from their Pfizer contract. Pfizer said, no deal. Um, you know, the, the, there's, the, it, it's a one-way street. This is an absolute bonanza for big pharma. And there's a, there's a precedent from 2009. Um, and the B, even the BBC back in the day covered it, this H1N1 in, in 2009. There was all this talk of it's this new variation of swine flu. It's coming and, you know, the world better prepare for it. So the European Union just took down, you know, in, in the form of these massive um, you know, payments for all of these pharmaceuticals that were purportedly to, in, in, in preparation for this thing that was about to roll over us like a tidal wave, committed billions of dollars to these various medications, Tamiflu being the most notable, and, and, then, and then nothing happened. The European Union was then left holding the bag. They didn't learn from this because we actually cover this in our, in our book. Same thing happened in the year 2021, excuse me, late 2020 and then 2021. The European Union made a massive billion euro commitment to purchase... Um, Remdesivir, mm-hmm. um, from, which they knew was deadly. So that was that's a, a remarkable little vignette in this story. Um, the, but see, if I was a if I was a criminal involved in this, boy, I mean, I'm just saying hypothetically here. I guess I would make a virus in a lab and then release it on the public and say, "See, see these vaccines I got for you. I'm so great. I knew it was coming. Here now, have ten of them. Have nine of them. Have have a hundred of them. Wear a mask while you're at it." Ladies and gentlemen, we have contracted with one of the top companies in the United States that supplies the Pentagon, the military, the CIA, the FBI, you name it, with super high-quality Faraday cages for cell phones, laptops, iPads, even huge bags for multiple desktops. This is so critical, ladies and gentlemen. Going into the future with contact tracers and the New World Order, everything is about tracking you and your family. And we have this high-quality Made in America product line exclusively available, private label by us, known as Redux at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com and check out Redux. It's our first big run. We've made a major investment to have this produced and ready, and it's now exclusively available to you at a very low price at InfoWarsStore.com. Protect your privacy from government, the UN, globalist contact tracers, hackers, criminals, you name it, with Redux, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars has made history. You have made history in your support of InfoWars. And one of the biggest tools we've had to circumvent and override the censors has been Patriot Apparel so we can identify each other, so we can spread the word, and so we can push people to websites like InfoWars.com so they can understand the globalist plan and how to stop it. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, two months ago we announced we're blowing out of all of our designs of t-shirts, some of which go back more than 25 years. All these shirts are limited edition. They are about to be history and will only exist in your closet, your drawer, or your wardrobe. So, there's only 15,000 shirts of 60 plus thousand left. In a couple weeks, they'll all be gone and they'll be history. We're selling them all at cost at InfoWarsStore.com. So thank you all for your support. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get one of these historic shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, ball caps, you name it, while you still can. I want to thank you all for your support. InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, we're back live here with John Leake and Dr. Peter McCullough. The book, The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex. We got into a little bit of what the biopharmaceutical complex is, but I want to go to a story that Dr. McCullough was telling me off air. And this is a very important aspect of this, uh, doctor, and this is why you have been traveling so much lately. Uh, So you go to the University of Nebraska, You've been able to go to a couple college campuses to do a presentation. And then what happens after the presentation? So about a year ago, I go into Cornhusker Nation, Lincoln, Nebraska, and I present uh, with a constitutional lawyer with mask expert Stephen Petty, an engineer, and I give the medical aspects of the pandemic response. And I ask for a few show of hands. I said, how many of you have had COVID, a packed auditorium? You know, hundreds of people, people raise their hand. I said, how many of you have had a struggle to get early treatment? Nearly everybody raises their hands. And we go through the rationale of why this illness needs to be treated early so people of Nebraska don't get put in the hospital or lose their lives. Believe it or not, this got back to the Attorney General of Nebraska within 48 hours. He writes a 40-page brief, cites me uh, many, many times in the brief, and said, you know what? What Dr. McCullough said makes sense. Doctors must need protection from any type of adverse consequences when they prescribe drugs to take care of patients with COVID-19, namely hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And that could broadly apply to corticosteroids and other drugs we use to treat COVID. Doctors have been gun shy to use these drugs because they're afraid of being uh, nailed through their medical boards and their licenses. Which is crazy because it should be the opposite. It should be using drugs like remdesivir that have high risk that they should be worried about, not hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin that have very low risk. Completely agree. You know, uh, uh, remdesivir underwent a very careful review with a panel and human ethicists and others uh, in Europe and the World Health Organization in 2020 declared remdesivir should not be used to treat covid Period. It doesn't work. It's people. More people die with it. They get kidney injury and liver injury. The European Society of Critical Care agreed. And to this day, 25% of Americans in the hospital are still getting it. So you've had experiences where people see the information you present for the first time. They say, this makes sense. Let me get into this further and then realize, hey, I could help my people with this. So I guess that's juxtaposed against the advice they were getting from the CDC or Fauci or the World Health Organization. That's exactly right. And as doctors uh, in my circles, many are we're working together, working with health freedom groups. We're on the verge of having over-the-counter ivermectin in New Hampshire and Tennessee. We've had multiple uh, laws come through uh, similar to that of Nebraska laws, actually, in the state of Kansas, not only supporting doctors in treating COVID-19 with these drugs, 
but also supporting patients who want mandates or they want some freedom from taking a vaccine. And that happened in the state of Kansas. And in order to have that happen, they had to topple the public health director there. What about you, John? What what experiences have you had with, with different realms or industries that, that you're involved with bringing them this information? They haven't seen it before. It shocks them. Do you have any real-world examples of that? Well, I, I went really deep into looking at historic precedents for the story that, that we've researched and that Dr. McCullough you know, has experienced firsthand. I wanted to – history always is the guide. I mean, it, there's nothing new under the sun. And um, – the first thing that really jumps out was the, the suppression of understanding, of knowledge, the systematic obscuring of the realization that smoking is harmful. I mean, the Germans back in the 20s, there was a guy named um, Dr. Linkett in 1930 that published a, a meta-analysis of observational data studies on the li- causal link between tobacco use and cancer. And I mean, it's if you if you read his meta uh, meta analysis in 1930, you see he clearly understood the causal link. Well, people didn't like that. Don't take my beautiful German cigarettes from me. So th- this this was this understanding of the link between cigarette smoking and, and cancer was obscured for decades. And so you're saying the precedent there, which a lot of people probably even witnessed in America, doctors recommend this brand of cigarettes because I guess they paid him the most. For Correct. that endorsement. Correct. And there, there was a fascinating propagandist named Edward Bernays. He was actually the nephew of Sigmund Freud, but he uh, lived in New York. He worked for the uh, Department of Propaganda in the First World War for the Americans. And then after the war, he became a Madison Avenue advertising guy. Edward Bernays was more than any, any other guy. He, he was the mastermind of, of promoting the cigarette tobacco industry, particularly for women. There was a certain stigma against women smoking cigarettes. He beat that. He did. And he wrote a book in the year 19, published in 29, called Propaganda. Well, there's, you guys are, is the Wizard of Oz here? Suddenly there the man is on the screen. Um, uh, he was really um, a a, a true author of many of, of, of our tried and true propaganda. And, you know, phys- physicians on, on smoking... Through the decades, we're in a, in a form of a mass formation in the uh, book uh, The Emperor of All Maladies by Mukherjee, where he chronicles the history of this. Do you know the surgeon who was doing the most surgeries for lung cancer occurring for smoking patients smoked himself? And at the very end, he vehemently uh, denied any association between smoking and lung cancer after having operated on patients for decades. And he himself died of lung cancer. And, and here's why this is so important to me. Aside from the debate about how unhealthy cigarettes are, whatever, the point is that you can pay doctors off to promote something, even if, if they are lying about the health impact. And they can become brainwashed. So in smoking, they had become brainwashed during those decades. Now we're seeing the same brainwashed behavior yeah, on the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, brainwashed with $100 bills. I mean, you know, no, it's easier doctors, to do. Owen, doctors are brainwashed on the COVID-19 vaccines. You've uh, witnessed this. You know, I witnessed it firsthand. There, I saw a patient this week. She had told me she had seen 17 doctors uh, because she's developed this very unusual neurologic syndrome after taking the vaccine. And she's been to every prestigious institution. She's had every test under the sun. The doctors have told her 
They do not know what she has. Every single doctor said, you're a mystery. But they know one thing for certain. It's not due to the vaccine. Of course not. Nothing could ever be due to the vaccine. It's, it, it's all. They used to write headlines about the vaccine might prevent all forms of death. You remember that one? It's like, it might prevent all forms of death. I'm not even kidding you. But see, that's what it is. That is the Bernier's propaganda marketing. It's like they had on the screen there, oh, women smoke slims. Like, that was the point. Tell slim. Put slim in the name. And now the women are like, oh, I'm getting slim. I'm smoking this. But you told me something I didn't know in the break, and that was you you were part of the co-chairs of the second opinion hearing, which was, I mean, one of the best hearings ever, quite frankly. You invited Fauci and Walensky to be at that hearing, but uh, I guess they didn't show up. With plenty of advance warning, I worked with Senator Ron Johnson, uh, and all the relevant public health officials were invited. We were in the uh, Senate uh, caucus room in the U.S. Senate building. We had uh, you know a dozen or more clinicians who had seen thousands of, of COVID patients. We'd figured out how to treat them. We'd published our results. We had vaccine developers, uh, adenoviral and messenger RNA, who had done a lot of work. We had patients. We had nurses. We had attorneys. We're giving America a second opinion. It was five hours of continuous testimony. We had places for the people who needed the second opinion, the public health officials who work for us, not vice versa. They're our servants. They didn't show. Why do you suppose uh, a no-show from Fauci and Walensky? I think there is complicit shame. And I think there's shame. I think there's guilt. I think they know they're wrong. I don't think they want to face the truth. Very interesting. Now, I'm curious, because I, I ask a lot of people this. Um, have either of you seen the movie Dallas Buyers Club? Sure. You've seen it? Yeah. What, do you, do, I don't, I've seen it? You've not seen it. Do you remember the last time you saw it, John? No, I mean, it was around the time it came out. Was yeah, five so. Years ago? Yeah, I think it probably came out around like 2015 or something, maybe around then, maybe a little before. If you go back and you watch Dallas Buyers Club after learning so much about Fauci and his involvement with AZT and everything at the time, it, it hits totally differently because, you know, the whole, the whole perception you're supposed to gain from the movie is that the government was intentionally killing gay people. And now that you have more of an education and background with Fauci's involvement, with what he's doing now, you're like, wow, this is not his first trip around this block. I, I think that's something that a lot of people don't really understand ab about the way this system at the NIH works. is It's, it's a funding system. It's, it, it is what political philosophers and historians going all the way back to Romans called a system of patronage. Um, so you're the guy that is directing funds to particular enterprises, in this case, making drugs. The thing that people need to understand is that the NIAID actually is an economic participant. They actually co-own patents. So it's not yeah. only a system of patronage, but a system of intellectual property that they're involved with. And I'm pretty sure Fauci's allowed to buy stocks, isn't he? I mean, nobody stops him from buying stocks. The I mean, think about the path to total corruption that could be. we got to go to a break, uh, but hold that thought. We'll finish that on the other side of the short break. We are now proud to release the Redux line of Faraday bags. This line features quick roll-down and Velcro seal closures with discreet branding. With six different sizes to choose from, they have a signature reduction solution for all of your electronic device needs. 
Redux specializes in quick-access, weatherproof nylon Faraday bags with signal-blocking Faraday shielding technology, specifically designed for electronic devices carried in unsecured locations to instantly block all wireless signals and protect them from remote wiping, tracking, and tampering. Redux is dedicated to producing and selling cost-effective signature reduction products for professionals needing to secure devices from wireless threats and more. So check out Redux to instantly block cellular, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, RFID, camera, EMP, weather, and even GPS today. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. So we got a couple more segments here with John Leake and Dr. Peter McCullough. We were just talking about the inherent conflict of interest when it comes to these patents on pharmaceutical medical products that that get co-ownership and uh, the government directly involved. And then you guys brought up a name in the break that I'm not familiar with, but it seems a a very important individual to know, and that is Stéphane Boncel. hope I'm saying that right. Uh, French individual. Who is Stéphane Boncel? Stefan Boncel. Uh, Boncel. Oh. Boncel. So a lot of people don't realize this, and, and I, I've often, if, if we'd had time to really dive into it, this all goes back to the original SARS um, outbreak in 2003. Um, it emanates out of China. The, the message that's quickly broadcast is a jump from civet cats, perhaps bats, to civet cats. There's, there's some kind of zoonotic. Yeah, they origin. want you to think it was an organic thing. But, but no one really... So it's like, all right, whatever, civet cats, people eat weird stuff, and then suddenly, you know, we've got SARS. Or they say, oh, it's the illegal, you know, animal trade or something. So we've got SARS. It's pretty scary. And in the year 2003, Jacques Chirac, the then president of France, he then signs a partnership deal with China um, to build a BSL-4 biosecurity level 4 lab as an annex to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is an old institute. It's been there since 54, I think. And um, the uh, company, the biotech company that's going to oversee the Western engineering and know-how in building this lab in China is called Biomariu. The owner is uh, kind of a legendary character in France named Alain Mariu. And Friends with Jacques Chirac. Now, the military establishment in France was kind of worried about this. Like, no, wait a minute. You guys are going to be monkeying around with possible you know, bioweapons in China. What if the party or the Chinese military just says, nice lab, you know, we'll take it's it. It's ours now. Which is exactly what happened. Unofficially, it became a Chinese military yeah. lab. Right. Yeah. So the French guys that are there and that are supposed to be administering it and overseeing the security... They're like, beat it, or you can hang around. They, get, they right. get shuffled off. So well, what's interesting about this is, is that they, they built this annex in Wuhan, this BSL-4 lab. The CEO of Biomariu is a guy named Stefan Boncel. In the year 2011, so that this project is getting underway in China, he one day says, you know something? There's a little startup in Cambridge, Massachusetts, that is exclusively focused on mRNA technology. 
Um, there's one employee, which I think is kind of funny. I'm going to leave BMRU, one of the biggest companies in France, and go hang out with one guy in, in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. So he does that. They're focused exclusively on messenger RNA therapeutic technology. They get a big grant from, um, I think it's BARDA, DARPA, excuse me. It's another one of these um, Department of Defense-funded bio-investigative. Oh, how convenient. Um, and, and then so... Stefan Bonsell becomes the CEO of this startup. And then when, when later, a few years later, what is it, 10 years later or nine years later, this clearly an infectious agent engineered in this lab in Wuhan that his company built emerges, he has the remarkable panacea to counter this. So there, there's this the Pied Piper. I mean, it's it, it does feel like the guy that goes around, he's a sprinkler repairman that goes around at night, you know, breaking sprinklers. Yeah, like, oh, I'm a windshield repairman. I just right. took a bat to your neighborhood's windshield. It kind of feels that way. Yeah. So what There's I, a lot of that, though. There's a lot of that with the whole COVID. It, it, yeah. it, what I tell people is we will understand this when all inquiring, reasonable grown-ups who, who have a, a knack for investing, when we all start looking into this stuff and sharing information let's look into or let's find out what you've looked into so far about this monkey i believe i've never had covid at least i've never taken a test so i've never been vaccinated never had covid and the beauty of the beauty of not being vaccinated is that i don't have to worry about vaccine side effects still have to worry about covid whether you're vaccinated or not but not those pesky side effects that are just so many now but i guess the real thing that people need to understand because it's undeniable covid cases on the rise we see this they're talking about it in new york uh you know oh case numbers up but dr mccullough where are the case numbers up and who are the individuals getting infected with COVID? The case numbers are up in the states that are more fully vaccinated. They tend to be blue states. And those getting sick, and we know from good sources of data, including the province of Ontario, those sick enough to be in the hospital are the fully vaccinated. There are recent data suggesting that when uh, the Omicron variant infects somebody who's fully vaccinated, that uh, in fact, they're not developing a robust immune response to them. Somehow the vaccine is holding them back. They call from, it VADES. I mean, do you buy into that, like vaccine AIDS? Uh, you know, I don't think it's as severe as an autoimmune deficiency syndrome, but it's clear they don't get the full library of antibodies against all the different uh, epitopes on the virus, and they get sicker. And we thought just the opposite. There is a false narrative that if one takes the vaccine, they get a milder case. That's not being borne out in the data. I, I'm, I confidently say here I've never been vaccinated. I've never had COVID. But as it's, I mean, it's everywhere. The Walgreens numbers, they know that it's the vaccinated getting sick. I mean, anywhere you look, it's the vaccinated getting sick. So I, I guess the, the next follow-up question for you would be, every time you get the vaccine, is that like resetting your immune system? So let's say you get a vaccine in, okay, let's say I got a vaccine in January and then I got sick. 
okay, and, and, and maybe I got sick a couple times, but my immune system is slowly rebuilding itself. When I take another vaccine, does that just bring me back to zero? You know, while the vaccines are generating really ephemeral antibody response, responses against the extinct Wuhan spike protein, what the vaccines are doing is they're loading the body with genetic material. The messenger RNA is now known not to leave the body. There's a paper from Stanford uh, published by Rokin and colleagues. They found the messenger RNA in lymph nodes two months later. Now Bruce Patterson from InceldX uh, believes, and he's shown it in multiple different examples, where the spike protein that's produced from the vaccines is in the body for over a year. My interpretation is I think the human body is distracted and overloaded with trying to clear out this genetic material, clear mm. out the spike protein, and it sets them up for yet another infection with the respiratory illness. Now, I, I might be reaching here, so if I'm if I'm off base, you just shut me right down. But So we've got the monkeypox that's starting to spread. Doctors have said that it appears to mostly be in homosexual men or, or men that are having sex with other men, is what I've seen reported. I hear the vaccine, it has, like they say, it has similar effect to AIDS. That's the, the, the genetic sequence being uploaded. Is there some sort of like a connection here? Like why is, it, why is it that gay men get AIDS or why is it that this vaccine with the genetic uh, payload gets into you and resets your immune system? Is there a potential connection there or am I reaching? Well, SARS-CoV-2 and HIV have a connection, and that is there are some sequence of, of code uh, in the spike protein that are homologous uh, to HIV, the glycoprotein sequences are homologous. And we know, we know this because one of the original antigen-based vaccines from the University of Queensland in Australia, because it exposed that epitope, Owen, 100% of patients in that Australian vaccine trial, the COVID vaccine trial, turned HIV positive. They didn't have HIV, but it exposed the HIV homologous segment of the spike protein. I think that's separate from monkeypox. What monkeypox is, it's a follow-on in thinking on bioterrorism. And in a paper in New England Journal of Medicine by Grossenbach and colleagues uh, in 2018, where they're studying a drug, we actually have a drug ready to go to treat monkeypox. It's called the T-pox drug or uh, uh, ticoviramat. In that paper, in the opening statement of it, it said a single case of smallpox would be considered a worldwide emergency. That is how teed up the world is for bioterrorism through smallpox. Now, monkeypox, a similar illness emanating out of the Congo basement. There's been sporadic cases over the last 50 years. Uh, it is a zoonotic infection. But because it affects as humans, and it's a pustular illness that is obvious. One can see the skin lesions, and it's obvious. It's injected the world with fear. You know, there was a news broke that uh, yesterday, I think 13 million doses of a dormant, um, monkeypox uh, monkey vaccine, uh, which is a um, live attenuated vaccine for this uh, DNA double-stranded virus. So that's like the that's was what purchased. a vaccine was intended to be. Right, but what I'm saying is... The, 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 you they know, pre-purchased it. Over the last half a century... Like, how did they know? It's like, oh, you know, a flood's coming, you, you purchase sandbags. Well, A, how did they know? And how are they thinking it's going to be that large? In 50 years, there's been a few hundred cases. 13 million cases, where are they coming from? I mean, this is so obvious, and so I want to bring John back in. So, okay, let's let's take what we've learned from the biopharmaceutical complex in regards to COVID and the vaccines and kind of the pre-programming of it, the the knowledge, the foresight of it all. How do we how do we take that knowledge or how do we take that 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 view and apply it now to what whether it's monkeypox, if this is the big haymaker, if this is Bill Gates' pandemic two or the next thing, 
How, how do we take what we've learned from COVID to figure out what is going to be the big thing? Because it might not be monkeypox. It looks like it could be. It looks like they got this thing bowled up for a strike, but this could just be a, a head fake to keep us kind of in a trance. What signs would you look for of the pre-programming, the predictive programming, all this stuff to say, no, I'm certain this is the pandemic, too, they're going to force on us? Well, I mean, clear, clearly the world has been placed in a state of what cognitive psychologists call hypervigilance. I mean, it's it's where you know, what is lurking in the jungle around me? And, and so hypervigilance, another example of it is someone who's jealous, like, like uh, Otello thinks that his wife is running around on him. So every single little thing that she does, every gesture he perceives as evidence. So this, this almost state of constant fear that, you know, when's the next germ coming? And what's inherently risky about the world being in this state of hypervigilance is that if you know, okay, now it's coming out of the jungles of the Congo, the next the next germ that's headed our way, if you know that this is going to activate massive federal transfer of money to the vaccine manufacturer, the the um test manufacturer the the government then then of course there's going to be either the temptation to fraudulently represent or just outright fraud like it's in other words it's not even happening or to grossly exaggerate the threat level where would you guys quickly in the last 90 seconds here with that paradigm where would you place dr mccullough COVID 19 Oh, I think COVID-19 was clearly what you'd call a home run. I mean, boy, that was worldwide. Uh, it injected fear in every single person. But as far as it, the it, risk to people, I mean, what was the real risk? I mean, I mean, we now know a 99.9% survival rate. Right, I mean, but it was all about risk stratification. So we knew who we – when I can tell you as a doctor, I can look at a patient and I can tell you who's going to do well with this and who isn't. Risk stratification based on age – medical problems, obesity, diabetes, heart and lung disease. We know this ahead of time. And the Great Barrington Declaration got it right. They said in 2020, just protect the high-risk people, everybody else. So continue. it's like, okay, you've got uh, you know hypertension. You might want to address some problems with that. Yeah. But not, not everybody. Not everybody has hypertension. Right. So, so, but, but with COVID-19, it was, the risk stratification was so huge. Now, with monkeypox, that may not be the case. But risk stratification here is so clear for COVID-19. It should have been our operating system. John Leak, Dr. Peter McCullough, the book, The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex. Now, I, I know Alex had said something about maybe getting this at InfoWarsStore.com. So I, I hope that we can get it on InfoWarsStore.com. Is that an official announcement? Yeah, um, we're, we're going to need to ramp up the production, but we'll get it. Well, there. that's a good thing. Yeah. But for now... Uh, where's the best place to find the book? Go to our website, um, CourageToFaceCovid.com, and there's a portal for buying the book. All right. John Leak, Dr. Peter McCullough, thank you guys so much for coming into studio to do this with us, and uh, I'm sure you guys are jet-setting somewhere else to to spread the the truth. So thank Thank you so much. John, Dr. Peter McCullough, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Here at InfoWars, our slogan is tomorrow's news today, whether it's politics or health or spirituality. We're about bringing you the very best documented, accurate, real-world information. 
And when it comes to our supplements, they are so game-changing for your body, for your health, your immunity, your libido, your mental clarity. They're incredible. And out of all the products, X2 is definitely the most amazing. It is the purest, highest quality atomic iodine you're going to find. Most other iodine out there is bound to other minerals and compounds so you don't absorb it at all or fully. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a limited supply and it's been sold out for months because of supply chain breakdowns. But despite that, we're selling it at 25% off for one more week. Then it goes back to full price. Within two weeks, the current sales rate is going to sell out. Experience X2 for yourself today at InfoWarsStore.com. X2 at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have contracted with one of the top companies in the United States that supplies the Pentagon, the military, the CIA, the FBI, you name it, with super high-quality Faraday cages for cell phones, laptops, iPads, even huge bags for multiple desktops. This is so critical, ladies and gentlemen. Going into the future with contact tracers and the New World Order, everything is about tracking you and your family. And we have this high-quality Made in America product line exclusively available, private label by us, known as Redux at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com and check out Redux. It's our first big run. We've made a major investment to have this produced and ready, and it's now exclusively available to you at a very low price at InfoWarsStore.com. Protect your privacy from government, the UN, globalist contact tracers, hackers, criminals, you name it, with Redux, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Ladies and gentlemen, you have found it. Kryptonite for the New World Order. Infowars.com, and as I'm sure many of you in the audience today have already realized, they've just banned some of our new URLs from being able to be shared on social media. So we've just launched the new URL, theinfowar.tv, or theinfowar.tv, the Infowar.tv, and you can now share that, and that takes you to band out video and all the interviews and live shows and archives of Infowars transmissions and reports and documentaries. So that's the new link, the or the Infowar.tv. And when they ban that, we'll have another one up our sleeve to keep information flowing and man oh man i am just getting overwhelmed with messages from that hour-long interview with my last two guests so that's going to be one you're going to want to take off a bandot video and share and and download an archive for yourself because you just you just never know and that's the type of information you want to archive because uh, it's the type of information that gets banned and censored obviously now i have not paid the bills here today because we've had the great guests in studio. So, folks, InfoWarsStore.com. You know, we talk about health here a lot, and I was 
I've been more interested in in health and physical fitness long before I ever had any interest or got involved with po- politics or news. So, I mean, quite frankly, I, I'm probably more inclined to even tell you about physical fitness and health products than even news and politics, but that's a separate story. The point is, I know InfoWars store supplements are great because I take InfoWars supplements. And I'm somebody that's been taking supplements since high school, and I know what's good, I know what's not good, I know quality ingredients versus bad ingredients. I've been down that road, and I'm telling you, the supplements at InfoWarsStore.com are the real deal. And it frustrates the enemies of InfoWars so much, the enemies of truth are the same enemies of InfoWars. It frustrates them so much because they wish, they wish they could write stories about how bad our products were. They wish they could write stories about how ineffective our products are, but you notice they can't do it. And the one group that tried to do it actually had to write the story. It's like, yeah, I, I tested the products to show how bad they were. They're, they're actually pretty much as high quality as you can get. Uh, duh. You don't think we're going to put out the highest quality products knowing you're going to probably try to test them to say they're bad? So, yeah, we have the best supplements at InfoWarsStore.com. It's not a secret. And so now they have to make jokes about how good they are. I'm not even kidding you. Now they make jokes about how good our supplements are. And uh, it's pretty funny, actually. Like, that's not the insult you think it is, but they do it anyway. Uh, Alpha Power is one that's a top-rated, top-seller, back in stock, 40% off. Final day here as we are approaching the weekend. Final day here for the combo pack. You get 40% off when you purchase the combo pack of Ultra 12, Vitamin B12, and Survival Shield X2. Those are just uh, two of the big specials happening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And, of course, it's your support at InfoWarsStore.com that keeps us on the air. All right, I've got a stack of liberalism as a mental disorder uh, uh, news today, but Matt Walsh, is releasing a documentary. Actually, it, 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 either it's already come out. It, it came out today or it's coming out tonight. Uh, this is hilarious. And this is the type of stuff that we're doing now. It's, it's culture jamming, but, but it's so real that you can, do a, you can do it in documentary form. So here's the culture jamming by Matt Walsh. What is a woman? What is a woman? Can you tell me that? <laughs> well, you're at the Women's March. You must have some idea. Please, if, if one person could tell me what a woman is. You are not here for women. We ask you to leave. What is that? I'm a husband. I'm a father of four. I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. And I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? That's a great question. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. No. How do you know that you're a man? I guess because I got a dick. Can a man become a woman? <laughs> I'm not a woman, so I, I can't really answer that. Women only know what women are. Are you a uh, cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? Do you want to tell us what a woman is? I'm a biological woman. 
that medically transitioned to appear like a male. I will never be a man. And so they go on the internet and they're told that all their problems will be solved if they become a man. So you worry that there, there could be a sort of social contagion element of this? A teeny tiny bit, maybe. All right, so uh, got you got the idea there. I want to put one more element of culture jamming in here before we take the next break. But, uh, I mean, you actually can do a documentary called What is a Woman Now? And, and actually go ask liberals and they won't they can't answer the question. And I've got more of that coming. But here's Mark Dice doing some culture jamming of his own during a city council meeting. This is just classic stuff. Why do you think the LGBT community expanded the acronym to LGBTQAIP2K plus? Because there are dozens of different genders and sexual orientations. And the plus means that there are even more than are signified in the acronym. <laughs> Next is Jimmy Saville, followed by Christy Clark, and then Garvin Walsh. Hi, thank you, Jimmy Saville. Uh, first of all, I'm glad you're keeping this plexiglass barrier up here to help keep everybody safe from the coronavirus. But sadly, most people are so out of touch with reality that they believe that the only kinds of transgender people there are are men who transition into women and women who transition into men. And I've got news for you. There are over 57 different genders, and one of those genders is no gender or gender non-binary or gender neutral. And in fact, if you don't believe this, you can look up this article on ABC News. These are people who don't identify as either men or women. They use they, them pronouns instead of he or she. And a few years ago, Facebook acknowledged this. They updated their options from the old-fashioned antiquated gender binary, male or female, to 58 different genders. You can read this article from ABC News. And so I'm tired of these people not getting acknowledged and the respect that they deserve. And we're very thankful. We found some books on Amazon for the LGBTQAIPK2 plus children's community, like Jacob's New Dress and Sparkle Boy, which is about Jacob wearing a dress to school, and he's a really cool kid. And so we're very excited to be finding cartoons on the streaming services, like She's Out. It's about a boy who finds a ring that turns him into a transgender superhero. And we think that the Disney um, promoting the cartoons for the transgender LGBTQPA plus me is just fantastic. And we're really looking forward to this. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank oh, you for sir. your comments. Yeah, that's the kind of gender non-binary phobia that I'm talking about. Oh, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, why? Well, your time is up. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Mark Dice. Mark Dice. Oh, he's awesome. But I'm not. I've got more. That's. I've got more, folks. We'll, we'll cover it on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of natural compounds out there that turbocharge and boost our stamina, our energy, our libido, that are also amazing pre- or post-workouts. And we went out and looked at the top brands, the top reviews, and came out with Alpha Power. Now, it's so hard to source good, clean herbs like we have in this that it's been sold out for more than six months. But now Alpha Power is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com at 40% off. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about these compounds and ingredients for yourself and then try it for yourself. Now, the formula is made for men, but it does amazing things for women as well. Find out what just one of the ingredients does, LJ100, and then go on from there. Alpha Power, exclusively available right now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com, and it funds the InfoWar. You are really missing out if you don't experience what Alpha Power does. It has improved my life and so many others just to incredible levels. Infowars.com forward slash show.
Trigger warning. This broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Welcome to your first day of kindergarten class. We're going to have a great year, and together, I think we're going to put the ass back into class. <laughs> right, kids? As your teacher, it's my job to guide your growth and development, keep you safe, instill my values into you, teach you how to become a leader, and watch you go to the bathroom. And we'll go around the room and share our names and sexuality with everyone in just a moment. But first, because coming to school is all about you and your education, it's important that we make the focus of class about me. My favorite thing about me is that I'm a trans, hetero, gay, mostly non-binary, queer, tax-exempt, asexual celiac. Oh, 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 it's beautiful. That's J.P. Sears. The culture jamming is reaching new levels. But really, it's just it's just a cross between culture jamming and comedy because the left is so ridiculous, it's just comical at this point. So all you have to do is just actually espouse the ideas and practices of modern-day leftists, and anybody with a sane mind knows that that's hilarious. And so there it is. But it doesn't stop there. I got a whole stack of this news now. And uh, boy, oh boy. I mean, how bad is it where you have the pro-abortion doctors, the, the abortionist doctors that they call up in front of Congress to take questions, and they won't even say what a woman is. Congressman asks doctor, what is a woman during abortion hearing? It backfires spectacularly. That's from the website Pink News. Uh, Pink News is a, a grooming website. They're teaching kids how to be gay and, um, you know, explore their sexuality at four years old. That's what Pink News is all about. So this is what they call backfiring. They think that this was a victory for the pro-abortion left. Here is a doctor, Yashika Robinson, uh, who can't tell... Dan Bishop, what a woman is in clip five. So, Dr. Robinson, uh, I noticed in your written testimony, you, you said that you use she, her pronouns. You're a medical doctor. What's a woman? It's important for you to understand why I said I use she, her pronouns. Well, I, 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 I understand I, I, that I'm explaining. I was explaining why I'm asking the question, but I'd just like you to get an answer to the question. What's a woman? I think it's important that we educate people like you. <laughs> about why we're doing the things that we do. People like and you. so the reason that I use she and her pronouns is because I understand that there are people who become pregnant that may not identify that way. And I think it is discriminatory to speak to people or to call them in such a way. The question was, what is a woman? Thanks for that. So it's Can important that we respect each individual person. Are you going to answer my question? Can you answer the question, what's a woman? I'm a woman. And I will ask you, which pronouns do you use? Can you, can you If you provide... tell me that you use she and her pronouns, that... I'm going to answer you. I'm going to call you Mr. Bishop. I'm going to respect you for how you want me to, to address you. I'm just asking. So you give me an example of a woman. You say that you are a woman. Can you tell me? Otherwise, is... can you tell me what a woman is? Yes, I'm telling you. I'm a woman. 
Is that as, as, a, as comprehensive a definition as you can give me? That's as comprehensive as the def- definition as I will give you today. I because see. I think that it's important that we focus on what we're here for, and it's to talk about kill access baby. to I abortion see. So you're not interested in answering a question I ask unless Murder care. And answering a question that I ask unless it's part of a message you want to deliver. Is that right? I'm sorry. You're because not, I was talking and you were talking yes, at the same time. Yes, ma'am. I'm right. It's my time. Okay. It's my time to ask you questions. That's the purpose of it. I ask you to, to uncover things by asking you questions and asking you to respond. So, you- I mean, this is a whole new breed of human we've never seen before. And it's it's got a combination of mentally ill, deranged, sexual deviant, and perversion. I, I mean – they had multiple abortion activists that can't tell you what a woman is. Now, again, this this has nothing to do with biology. It's not about they don't know what a woman is. They don't want to answer the question because they know it exposes their entire ideology as a lie. But, oh, Pink News, the grooming site for kids. Don't worry. You want your kids to be groomed into being perverts. Send them to Pink News. They'll groom them right up and good for you. They'll butter them up nice for you there. And uh, they think that's a victory for the abortion movement. They, they view that clip as a victory because liberals don't know what a woman is now. What happened to, hey, men can't comment on abortion because they're men. Oh, but now men can get pregnant and we don't even know what a woman is. We have women's marches and we talk about women's rights, but we don't know what a woman is, though. And so here were all the abortion doctors. And, you know, look. If I wanted to be real callous, I'd just say, you're looking at seven murderers. This is just seven murderers that you're looking at. But, but you know what? Let's, we won't be callous because, you know what? It's not considered murder what they've done right now. But very soon, what they've done will be considered murder. And you look at this picture of the abortion activists that they had, seven of them, and, and guess what you notice? You know, they always want to talk about white supremacy and how somehow abortion is uh, or anti-abortion is white supremacy. It's the exact opposite. Abortion was started in this country to eliminate black people. That was the entire purpose of Planned Parenthood was to keep the black population down. They've done a damn good job of it. And so if you were a white supremacist, you would love abortions. I, I mean, you can go look at video com- comments on videos and they'll, and it'll and you'll actually see maybe they're bots maybe they're real people and you'll actually see people saying hey if we want less black people in the country we should be pro abortion so it just shows you they lie about everything they lie about right wingers saying they're they're white supremacists really we're the ones fighting for the black babies that you want to kill so so I could just go on and on only one only one of the abortion uh, murderers will soon be referred to as um, murderers and not doctors. Only one of them is white. All the others, I guess, are what the left would call um, POCs, people of color. So half black and then half Hispanic. Uh, or, or I mean, I just they're not white. So only one of the white doctors. So these people are out here killing minorities. These people are out here making sure that white people stay the majority because the majority of babies that get aborted are non-white. And I, I got to tell you, folks, you know, hmm. see, this one, this one actually really hits heavy on my heart. And it's not even a political thing about the political battle of pro-life or pro-choice. It's that 
I mean, everybody knows about John Wayne Gacy or Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, you hear about these serial killers, these mass murderers, right? I mean, forget about Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, how many people did Jeffrey Dahmer kill? How many many babies between the seven of these abortion care providers, as they call themselves, they'll soon be referred to as murderers, how many babies do you think they've pulled out of a mother's womb and chopped up limb to limb? How many babies do you think they've had alive right in front of them with a beating heart that they snuffed out of existence between the seven of them? How, how, many, how many babies do you think have died between the seven of them? And you think about how they go up with a smile on their face with an arrogance and an entitlement And it's all the makeup of the psychology of serial killers because that's what they are. And they sit there and they pose for a picture smiling and they get praised. We have have members of our population praising serial killers. Think about that. Does that not break your heart? You know what? It's it's one thing if you want to be an abortion, an abortion person, if you want to be a doctor that kills people's babies for them, that's, that's one thing. If that's, if that's the role of society you decide you're going to fill. But, but you should be hiding in corners. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should never show your face in public, let alone with an arrogant smirk on your face with thousands of dead babies behind you and under you. Ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of natural compounds out there that turbocharge and boost our stamina, our energy, our libido, that are also amazing pre- or post-workouts. And we went out and looked at the top brands, the top reviews, and came out with Alpha Power. Now, it's so hard to source good, clean herbs like we have in this that it's been sold out for more than six months. But now Alpha Power is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com at 40% off. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about these compounds and ingredients for yourself and then try it for yourself. Now, the formula is made for men, but it does amazing things for women as well. Find out what just one of the ingredients does, LJ100, and then go on from there. Alpha Power, exclusively available right now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com, and it funds the InfoWar. You are really missing out if you don't experience what Alpha Power does. It has improved my life and so many others just to incredible levels. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? Put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free press needs your help, Frank. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Well, you know you've reached 
absolutely demonic time when Democrats call up serial baby killers that do it with a smile on their face. They proudly, arrogantly chop up thousands of babies and a a beating heart of tiny little humans. They do it with pride, with glee. They enjoy it. And then they brag about it arrogantly on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is a woman? I don't know what a woman is. And you just see the demons behind the eyes. And they know what wicked devils they are. I just, I can't even imagine that life. Just living your life, the only thing that gets you high is deceiving others. The only thing that gets you high is living a life of deception and and a life of frontal, aggressive arrogance about the demonic behavior you're engaged in, and you wear it with pride. Demons among us, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it'd be one thing if you were doing abortions in this country but you knew it was tragic, you knew it was sad, and, and it was something that you, you, you weren't exactly happy about, but you did it anyway. No, they love it. They love it. But that's just an element of the American left. Just showing you the sociopathic, death cult, murdering bent that exists as a cornerstone of the American left. Uh, Here's some of the other elements. It's funny how it all ties in, isn't it? Texas foster care home was supposed to help sex traffic kids. Instead, it was trafficking them. That was in Houston. Called the refugee. Actually, I guess it was in Bastrop. It says the Bastrop operation. That's not far from here, actually, in Austin. Called the refuge Housed 11 children aged 11 to 17. State officials began receiving reports of sexual abuse at the facility in late January when a staffer alleged that a former employee had sold nude photos of two young girls and used the money to purchase illegal drugs and alcohol for them. Yikes. Yikes. It's sad. It's sad because there's no doubt uh, pedophiles and, and six sexually demented perverts want access to children. And so where do they go? They go where they can get access to children. They become teachers. They become uh, foster care parents. They want the ease of access to children under the guise of being a care provider. And it's sad. It is sad. At least 135 teachers and aides charged with sex crimes this year alone. This year alone. 76% of those arrested involved crimes against students. Of the 135 arrests, the 135 educators, it was 117 teachers, 11 teachers' aides, 7 substitute teachers. Do you think this is all of them, folks? Do you think there's a connection here between all the 
LGBTQ plus educators getting access to the kids in the classroom and 135 teachers charged with child sex crimes this year alone. Think there's a connection there? Of course there's a connection there. It's a direct connection. So, I guess the question then is, how many kids have to get raped in the classroom before we realize what's really going on here? And so you say, well, what are you supposed to do? You can't discriminate against LGBTQ plus educators. So what is the answer? Well, I'm sorry to say that the LGBTQ plus movement has been co-opted by pedophiles, deviants, and perverts. I'm not involved with that. And so if innocent people that are that are LGBTQ plus or whatever it is that fall in that realm, that have nothing to do with this, want nothing to do with this, know it's all wrong, I'm sorry to say, but uh, you're gonna you're actually gonna be discriminated against if you don't step up, stand up, and speak out now. Kind of like Kevin Witt has done, and now he gets he gets trespass warnings from the schools that he goes to talk at to warn about uh, the true nature of the LGBTQ plus community as a, a a former trans individual himself. And we've had him on; we've played his videos. So I don't want to discriminate against anybody. But what do you do when you have pedophiles and sexual abusers running rampant in the education system and and there's a direct correlation to the LGBTQ plus educator, which is just a, a posture that they use, just a... A, a disguise that they put on so they can get access to school. What are you supposed to do? Because, I mean, this is not going to go on forever. I mean, how many years are we going to see? How many how many kids are going to be raped this year? And then how many years is that going to go on until we have investigations and until parents realize what's going on? And you will either see discrimination against the LGBTQ plus educator because of all the ones out there that posed as educators when they were really just perverts and and rapists. So either you're not going to have them in the classroom anymore or there's going to have to be more oversight of teachers or nobody's going to send their kids to a school anymore because, well, they get hint or whiff of one of these educators or or perverts posing as educators. They know what's going on and they're going to pull out quickly. Transgender surfer Sasha Lane Lowerson calls for more equality in her sport. Oh, oh, Sasha Jane Lowerson, who is a man who is now dominating the women's surfer scene after surfing as a man and not being great for years, now transfers as a woman and is now one of the best female surfers. Well, it's a man. So it's great. Men are better at being women than women. Actually, we're not. We can't have babies. We don't have breasts, and and we don't have the femininity that's so powerful. But, hey, I'm not the liberal left uh, replacing women with men. Uh, Third-wave feminism is really an interesting thing. Men beating the crap out of women in sports. Australian transgender surfer crushes the competition. (laughs) 
and I mean crushes. <laughs> Woo! It's great, man. In the latest results, in two categories, in the longboard results, she scored a 14.7. That was first place. Second place was a 10.6. That's that's a blowout, folks. That's a 10-run victory in a baseball game. In the logger results, she scored a 13.9. Second place was 11.3. That's like winning by two or three touchdowns. So, you know, just smashing it. Same thing is happening in the skateboarding competition field. Female skateboarder calls out Red Bull after trans competitor wins tournament. Taylor Silverman, a female skateboarder who competed in the Red Bull Cornerstone event, called out the German company after a biological male competitor won the event, and it's multiple events. And and so these are smaller events, cash prize. And so the man comes into the woman's event and, and wins all the cash prizes. Like the biggest prize is first place, obviously. And so this girl has has won the second place uh the second place cash prize in like the last four Red Bull skateboarding events for women. And 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 guess who's number one every time? The dude. The dude stealing money from women. I mean, these are these are creeps, man. These are criminals. I mean, again, we had the movie Joanna Man, what was that, like 2002, where a man pretends to be a woman and to win a basketball championship, and then when it's revealed that that was a man pretending to be a woman, that's the bad guy. That's the criminal. That's the crook. He gets arrested. He gets he gets scorned. He gets castigated. Of course. But now, oh, now, oh, the man pretends to be a woman and beats women at women's sports? Yeah! Yeah! I'm a feminist. I'm coming in to crush the competition. Yeah! I'm a, fe- I'm a, I'm a female skateboarder. I'm a female surfer. I'm a, I'm a female handball player. I'm a female wrestler. And I'm here to crush! You're like, huh, there's something off about that woman there. Oh, yeah, that would be because it's a man. Hey, look at that woman setting all the female records. That's a big bulge in her pants. What's going on there? It doesn't stop. I've got more. I'll come in and complete uh, the liberalism as a mental order stack uh, here on the other side of this break. Let's go ahead and take another call. Let's talk to Malcolm in Tennessee. Welcome. Hello, Alex. Yes, Malcolm. All right, I'm going to make this quick and real short where the other patriots can get on the line. Uh, Alex, I have to promote one thing from one of your co-hosts, Owen Troyer. Super male vitality and brain force plus. Mix those two together, you're an unstoppable tank. Super male vitality really, really works. It's cold-pressed herbs and natural compounds that have never been heated up. And so it has a dramatic effect compared to powdered versions that also work quite well but just aren't as strong. This is like a very fine wine. It's 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 it, in fact each batch is different. Sometimes it's super strong, sometimes it's just okay. People are like, "Why are you selling something and admitting sometimes the batch isn't as strong?" That's just how it is. It's how it works. Uh, so it's always good. It's just sometimes it's like super strong. But yeah, if you want the Rolls-Royce at a decent price, then this is it. 